Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, I've always loved the prophet Jeremiah. And not just as a literary, spiritual figure, as a writer, but, but also as a person. You know, even the most superficial reading of the book of the prophet Jeremiah reveals the person of the prophet. Can I urge everybody, by the way, I know it's a little bit dense and complicated, but take out your Bibles and, and open to the book of the prophet Jeremiah and see if you can plow your way through the whole thing. You'll get a sense of this person behind the words. Because he's not just an oracle passively receiving the word of God and then enunciating it like a robot. No, really, almost of, of all the prophets, Jeremiah is the most vividly alive the most real, credible, sometimes majestically confident, other times conflicted, sometimes sure of himself, sometimes anxious. And it's this wonderful, uh, complex personality who emerges in the pages of that book. One of the most uh, moving passages I've always found dealing with Jeremiah has to do with his prophetic call. So the Lord summons him. And right away, he resists. Oh, Lord God, Yahweh, look, I'm too young. Don't, don't ask me. Scholars speculate Jeremiah might have been as young as 17 when he's first called. Think about that. We think right away of the prophets as these, you know, long-bearded old men. Well, heck, people in ancient times didn't live that long. I mean, most people, if they lived to be 50, it was, it was doing pretty well. And uh, they matured much faster. And so think of this 17-year-old kid being called to prophecy. And then we understand this line. I get that. Lord, look, I'm too young. You don't want someone like me. Like Jonah, he tried to run away from his prophetic call. But God insists, and Jeremiah gives in. And then God gives him a terrible message to convey. One totally at odds with the culture of his time. His job was to warn Israel that because of its infidelity, it would be punished by Babylon. And then when that punishment was nigh, he told them to surrender rather than to fight. And can you see how not one bit of that message would be appealing to anybody, either in the leadership or in the nation as a whole? It was negative, discouraging, defeatist, a downer. (laughs) That was the message that this young kid was told to convey to Israel. And so Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet, because he's always weeping in despair and weeping in sadness, you know. His nickname was Terror on Every Side, because that's what he's talking about all the time, all the terrible things that will happen to Israel. To this day, 
when someone enunciates a dire cultural assessment, what do we call it? But a Jeremiah, right? Because he's imitating this stark, harsh, depressing message of Jeremiah. Understandably enough, what was his life like? Well, he was mocked, rejected, marginalized, imprisoned, exiled, and then we're not sure, but most likely he was murdered while he was in exile. In the meantime, all his predictions came true. (laughs) So there's his life. You get it, don't you? When the 17-year-old kid, when he's getting called, said, look, Lord, don't, don't ask me. I don't want to do this. Well, against all that background of the prophet Jeremiah's life, we now listen to him for today as he speaks to us. Listen. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me and you triumphed. All the day long, I am an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, violence and outrage is my message. The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all the day. Now, there's a guy, I bet bet you get that, right? I bet you feel that way sometimes. You duped me, O Lord. So it felt like I've been tricked into this thing. Oh, God appeared to me. God spoke to me. Oh, boy, I'm going to be a prophet. And I, I fell for it. That's what he's saying. Can you almost hear the tones of a, of a frustrated, you know, lover, a frustrated uh, a spouse? You know what I'm saying? I, I trusted you. I, I let, you duped me, and I let myself be fooled by you. You were too strong for me, and you triumphed. In other words, you just kind of overwhelmed me. I, darn it, I had the common sense to say no to you, and you overwhelmed me. Result? All the day long, people laugh at me. They mock me. (laughs) Whenever I speak, I've got the worst things to say. You bring me derision and reproach all day. This is someone who's kind of at the end of his rope in frustration at God. It's a wonderful, I'll use the French expression, cri de coeur, isn't it? It's a wonderful cry of the heart. Now, I want everyone listening to me to move into this Jeremiah space today. For I believe that anyone who authentically speaks the word of God in our culture today is to expect pretty much what Jeremiah received. Let me say that again. I think anyone in our culture today, not ancient Israel, I mean today, who speaks the word of God is going to get pretty much what Isaiah, what Jeremiah got. And mind you, I'm speaking out of a fair amount of, of real experience. For I've been doing this evangelical work in the media now for many years. I know in today's culture, even to speak of God, to urge people to believe in God, to advocate for God and his purposes, is to put oneself in a very dangerous position. Now, you doubt me? Go on my website sometime and listen to responses. Read the com boxes to all these things that I've done. And it's not just me. I mean, I mean, anyone who's speaking of God today. What do you hear? Religion. Come on. A bunch of pre-scientific nonsense. 
Bronze Age mythology. Pathetic and self-serving psychological projection. Oh yeah, religion. Clinging to your invisible friend again. Forcing people to live under constant and oppressive surveillance. Child abuse. That's what religion is. It's child abuse. Furthermore, I hear this all the time, it's responsible for most of the moral outrages of human history. Crusades, witch hunts, genocides, oppression of women, etc., etc. Christopher Hitchens, in many ways the patron saint of, of atheists today, said simply, religion poisons everything. So try speaking now of religion today. If you feel you've, you've received the calling that Jeremiah received to speak of God, that's a fair amount of what you're going to expect. Moreover, to speak of the behavioral implications of religious belief today is to invite the same sort of mocking opprobrium that Jeremiah received. That every person, precisely as a child of God, is a subject of infinite dignity and worth. I tell you, it's not widely held in our culture today. Try speaking out against abortion sometime. Try making the case that the elderly should not be put to death by the state. Try urging that everybody, black, Hispanic, Asian, immigrant, Muslim, gay, should be cherished and respected. Try to advocate today for large families and against artificial contraception. Try insisting that gay people, even as we love them, indeed precisely because we love them, should be called to chastity. Try telling a culture completely bent on the ideology of self-invention that there are objective moral norms that we're called to conform our lives to. Try it. <laughs> you know what you're going to hear? I'm quoting again now from Jeremiah. All the day I'm an object of laughter. Everybody mocks me. The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all day. My point is, that's as old as the hills and as contemporary as this morning. Okay, so you say, well, that's kind of a downer message you're giving me today, Bishop Barron. So do we just kind of give up? We say it's too much? No, no. No, no. Now listen to the rest of the reading from Jeremiah. So, he, you know, <laughs> he's human. I get it. He vented for us beautifully. Cri de coeur, all that. But listen to him now as he continues. I say to myself, I will not mention him. I will speak his name no more. But then it becomes like a fire burning in my heart imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. It's wonderful, isn't it? I, he, look, I say to myself, I, I'm, I give up. I'm not going to talk about God. I'll not speak his name anymore. I'm tired of it. But, but, listen. Then it becomes like fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I can't hold it in. Here's the truth, everybody. Once we've heard the word of God, we cannot unhear it. Right? Once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. You can't unring the bell. 
You can't pretend that you don't know it. Even when it makes us unpopular, even when it adds a burden to our lives, even when it causes us to lose our friends, it burns within us. There's nothing more exciting, nothing more life-giving, nothing more fulfilling than preaching the Word of God. You know deep down you can't hold it in even if you tried. That's, the, that's what Jeremiah realizes. Along with all the other stuff. He's not, he's not Pollyannish here. It's not pie in the sky. He knows all about the difficulty. And so I hope my message now goes out to everybody hearing me who feels the call to evangelize, to speak of God, to speak of God and his purposes. Yes, in the midst of a world that's, that's becoming increasingly hostile to it. Don't give up. Don't give up. St. Paul once cried out, very much in the spirit of Jeremiah, Woe to me if I do not evangelize. He had the same thing, didn't he? Paul, who was, who was shipwrecked, who was beaten, who was exiled, who was stoned, right? Because he proclaimed Jesus. But nevertheless, he could say, Woe to me if I do not evangelize. The vocation of the prophet is never an easy one. It's never, it has been, never will be, is not now. But nevertheless, it's like a fire burning in my heart. I couldn't keep it in even if I tried. Woe to me if I do not evangelize. That's the exultant joy of being a prophet. And may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.